It is no secret that the Biden administration has had a series of categorical failures on policies both foreign and domestic. And I'm in a full year in the office. This country has had such a sharp decline in life for the average American citizen that America is now fully turning on this administration. But perhaps one of the most impactful failures is the immigration crisis we are seeing in this country right now. They spent years condemning Donald Trump for tightening immigration policy, saying he hated people, said that all people were criminals, and Americans, uh, and America is not welcoming to people who want to live here. Systematically untrue. However, the Biden administration's levying of all immigration policies, and especially lightening the cost of being an illegal immigrant in this country, we have seen the portalization and shattering of the southern border. Every day, thousands of illegal immigrants pour into this country. Every day. And right now, a caravan with some 500,000 people is making its way to us right now. This is a group we've covered previously on this show, and we said, quote, well, they said, quote, they are ready to go to war. That's their quote. We've had videos come out of various cities in Mexico leading up to the border where they've tried to stop this caravan from making its way through, and it has failed. People have been killed trying to stop this huge gang of illegal immigrants coming through the border, most of which are convicted former felons. Now, we also had a massive influx of Afghan refugees and asylum seekers, as the mainstream media would like you to believe. We have seen a bunch of unvetted Afghans come in here from the Kabul debacle last August. And we have seen numerous homicides and rapes from this group of unvetted Afghans. Of course, not all the Afghans who came over here are violent criminals. But they all are unvetted. And the ones who have not been vetted properly have gotten out and caused damage. And that is the topic of today's episode. I'm your host, James Madison, and welcome to Inside Four Walls. Without any further ado, let's get into it. Our first article today comes from Fox News. Afghan evacuee charged with rape in Montana. Governor says demanding resettlement halt. The Biden administration has, vac- has evacuated tens of thousands of Afghans. Article by Adams Shaw, Asia Hussein at Fox News. An Afghan evacuee has been charged with the rape of a woman in Missoula, Montana. The state's governor said Thursday, and he called for Biden for the Biden administration to halt all refugee resettlements until assurances are made about the vetting process. Governor Greg Gainforte's office said in a statement that an Afghan male placed in Montana by the U.S. State Department was charged with sexual assault. The Missoula Police Department told Fox that Zabola Mahama, I I don't know how to pronounce that language, uh, his name, the rapist's name that I cannot pronounce, was arrested after they received a 911 call from the victim and a local motel about the concerning behavior, concerning behavior. Muhammad, 19, is now being held in a Missoula County jail 
on charges of sexual intercourse without consent, and the case is being investigated by detectives. Why can't you just say rape? Why can't you just say rape? I am just curious. The local court told Fox News that there is a federal hold on Muhammad. Yeah, it looks about right. The victim says she met Muhammad, who asked her to go back to her hotel room. But she said she did not want anything to happen. The court documents reviewed by Fox News show the victim was later seen in a lobby, visibly upset, and called 911. According to those documents, authorities found the victim's bra and socks in Muhammad's room. The man said the incident was consensual. The incident was first reported by a local outlet, KGVO. In a statement, Gainforte, Gainfort, I'll go Gainfort, said that while he welcomes, quote, fully, fully vetted Afghan allies to Montana, the situation and others across the country raise serious concerns about whether the Biden administration is meeting its obligations to get fully vetted Afghans prior to resettlement. I'm calling on President Joe Biden to immediately halt resettlements to Montana until federal agencies provide me with adequate assurances that Afghans coming to Montana are fully vetted in accordance with federal law, he said. Senator Steve Daines, a Republican from Montana, said the suspect was admitted to the United States and placed in Montana under the humanitarian parole and backed stopping resettlements. Quote, the fallout and consequences from President Joe Biden's disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan continues, he said in the statement, quote, while I support assisting our fully vetted Afghan allies who served alongside our armed forces, President Biden has failed to provide answers as to who has come into the country or if they have been fully vetted according to what's required by law. I've spoken to Governor Gainfor, Gainfort about the situation, and I stand with him on calling President Biden to stop all Afghan resettlements to Montana until we get answers. End quote. Rep. Matt. Rosendale, a Republican, a Republican from Montana, who has expressed concerns about the vetting of nationals for weeks and has introduced legislation on the matter, said the national said the nation was paroled into the country. I'm sorry, said the national was paroled into the country without proper screening. Quote: These unvetted Afghans do not share our culture or our values. And, as this horrific incident shows, they represent a serious risk to our communities, said Rosendale. Quote, we cannot allow this administration to continue jeopardizing the safety of our communities and the security of our nation in the name of empathy, end quote. We have a video here from her. We now go to this piece of footage here. It starts off with Ann Coulter and goes into the clip. Weeks ago, we were first to bring you the shocking news that a U.S. servicewoman was allegedly assaulted by a group of male Afghan refugees at Fort Bliss, New Mexico. Now, the FBI is investigating the matter, but rather than wait around for the Bureau, my next guest took action. Yesterday, Congresswoman Yvette Harrell, whose district includes Fort Bliss, went to the base to demand answers. Congresswoman Harrell joins us now. Congresswoman, I should note that Fox News was supposed to go with you to Fort Bliss yesterday. But our permission was withdrawn 10 minutes before our reporter was supposed to board his flight. So 
Boy, if, if they're not trying to hide something, they're doing a good, uh, you know, good impersonation of someone who is trying to hide something. Yeah, what a disappointment. And I actually made a call to the Major General. I called DHS and we were denied allowing uh, one of your guys to go with us on the tour yesterday. So, you know, transparency at its best with this administration, of course. Well, what do we know so far? We know that uh, the Pentagon is kind of downplaying the severity of crimes being committed on the base. This is what was from a Pentagon briefing uh, on September 30th. Watch. What we're seeing is uh, law enforcement uh, violations that are on par and in most cases significantly lower than the rates that we're seeing in similar uh, similar sized populations across the United States. Afghans are reporting incidents is a good indicator of their commitment to keeping the community safe. So in other words, um, we should be thankful that Afghans who are here are helping. Well, if they are, that's great, but we have we have American service women who are being assaulted on our military bases by refugees. And is that the best answer they could do? I guess Ned Price, the, Na the national security advisor, has been blaming charter flights for bringing yeah. people who shouldn't be here into the country. Is that it? Yeah, I mean, here's what we were told. And, you know, this does not make sense to me. They tell us because we have so many people in such a small area that we can expect to see things like this happen. That's unacceptable. I mean, Laura, think about it. If we can't keep service members safe on military bases within the United States, what does that look like for any town USA once these people are let loose or resettled or choose to leave the base on their own accord, which we know at least 500 people have from uh, Fort Bliss? So how many of them have come back? Are they just going to the 7-Eleven, getting something to drink or eat and coming back? I mean, what's, what's happening? Are they ever returned? They're not allowed to come back. Once they leave the base, they can't come back, but then they're responsible then for themselves in terms of the paperwork, processing, et cetera. But it makes no sense that we don't have a better handle on what's going on, but still. I do want to jump in here. The video is not quite over yet. We actually covered this in an older episode. Yes. Uh, all across this country, there are forts, like historical you know, forts that are used for military housing in the country, so on and so forth. Fort Wayne, uh, Fort Jefferson, you probably know what I'm talking about when I say fort. You probably are imagining exactly what I'm talking about, too. Well, a lot of these immigrants are being housed there and in airfields across the country. And in some places, yes, when they leave, they're not allowed back in. But a lot of places, they're leaving and coming right back in, back and forth. Uh, we actually covered a carjacking that happened not too long, well, about a month and a half ago now. Uh, from somebody related to the Afghan evacuation pro process. Well, let's show this uh, clip. Well, the responses that we've asked for from Secretary Mayorkas and this administration are deafening when it comes to the background checks, the vetting, and how safe are the they American don't care. people? They don't care. They don't. No, they don't. They don't care. Con Congresswoman, stay on this, and we'll be tracking it with uh, with you. Thank you so much. And that's the end of that clip. <laughs> Now let's wrap up this article here. The Biden administration has been bringing tens of thousands of Afghan nationals into the country in the, <clears throat> in the wake of the U.S. withdrawal. Huh. Actually, I misread that. They have it down here as in the wake of the U.S. 
Drawdown. That's a lot more damaging than I thought they'd go with. It has said in the process... <clears throat> it has said the process is multi-layered. And the officials say the screening and security are conducted by intelligence and law enforcement and counterterrorism counter officials from multiple agencies. The Department of Homeland Security, which is overseeing uh, Operation Allies Welcome... Okay, so that's that's the name of the uh, the name of the program they got going on. Operating Allies Welcome, which is overseeing Operation Allies Welcome. Gotcha. Usually there'd be like uh, quotations around the name of the government program. So when I read it, and it didn't quite make sense to me in my head. I'm trying to figure out like Operation Allies Welcome. What the hell kind of grammatical train wreck is that shit? No, no, no. They should have had had quotations around Allies Welcome or Operation Allies Welcome. Then I would have known that they were talking about the government-funded operation. Whatever. Moving on. Told Fox News on Thursday that Afghan parolees are, quote, expected to abide by the laws of the United States, both while in a military installation and as a resettled member of the local communities. Coming to a theater near you. Quote, Criminal behavior is not tolerated, and those who violate the law are subject to prosecution and may be put into removal proceedings. <coughs> um, I have a little bit of a problem with this first bit of this quote. Criminal behavior is not tolerated. Why? We had BLM and Antifa burned on entire cities. Proud Boys went out there and damaged private property. I mean, come on. We have extremists here from both sides, and you only prosecute the one side of the argument. The other side gets away with all sorts of violent shit. And I guarantee you, this is, like, what we're going to cover in this episode, keep in mind, is just people they've caught. And only a few picked stories. Not the whole one. These stories come out every fucking day, if you follow the local news in different states and countries. Or if you custom your, uh, you custom your circuit, uh, you can download a... I'll find it. I'll put it in the comments if I can figure out what it's called. It's a program I downloaded off some site. It uh, kind of like bookmarks stories, and it kind of like notifies you when a specific... It's like uh, Google Suggests, or whatever they call it. Moving on. <clears throat> the spokesperson said, quote, While at military installations, Afghan parolees are briefed about the conditions of their parole, and that violating the law violates their parole, end quote. The spokesperson emphasized that individuals are subject to, quote, uh, rigorous and multi-layered screening and vetting processes that involve biometric and biographic screenings conducted by intelligence, law enforcement, and counterterrorism professionals from the Department of Defense and Homeland Security, the FBI, and National Counterterrorism Center, the NCTC, and additional intelligence communities partners. It's just kind of funny. I, I read that differently now than I would have read it like a week ago. Because all these riots where we've had cities burned down, the FBI, like, we can't figure out who they are. The same FBI can suddenly produce a fucking high quality picture of Kyle Rittenhouse in Kenosha from a drone that was flying overhead. Are you shitting me? So who knows? I don't trust that. You got the FBI in there? I bet they're the one calling all the shots. I don't like that. And National Counterterrorism Center. 
I don't know. I have no trust in this government to actually do fucking anything. Anything at all. While Republicans have raised concerns about the vetting process and pointed to a number of cases in which Afghans have been accused of serious crimes, although administrative officials have noted that they are still relatively few considering the number that have come in. And again, it's the ones we've caught who've been reported on. A female soldier at Fort Bliss in New Mexico reported being assaulted on September 19th by a group of male evacuees, and incident being investigated by the FBI. That was after Bahurula Nori, a 20-year-old Afghan evacuee, was charged with attempting to engage in sexual act with a minor using force against that person, along with three other counts of engaging in a sexual act with a minor at Fort McCoy in Wisconsin. All that at one fort. According to a statement from the Department of Justice, another evacuee at Fort McCoy, 32-years-old Mohammed Haroon Imad, was charged with assaulting his wife by choking and suffocating her on the 17th of September. They leave out that she... You know what? I'm not even going to speculate. I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure she passed away. That's something we've read. And we now move on to another article from Fox News, because many other places aren't really covering this. Oh, whoop, sorry, wrong article. That's for my later upload. Illegal immigrants from Mexico wanted for raping two young girls is killed by Texas cop. The suspect had previously been deported from the U.S. after similar charges, authorities said. And this article is by Dom Calino. Dom Calino? I think that's how you pronounce it. Sorry if it's not. I'm horrible with names. An armed child rape suspect who left Arkansas or Arkansas said he was wanted on 11 felony counts was killed in Arlington, Texas this week after pointing a gun at police during a traffic stop, according to a report. Quote, We are thankful no innocent community members or officials were injured, the Arlington Police Department wrote on Twitter. Here we have uh, the official tweet here from the Arlington Police. Why do police... I've talked about this before. Why do individual police stations have Twitter accounts? Is there, like, somebody in charge of running Twitter there? Like, do they keep messages up in case, like, there's a crime and someone doesn't dial 911, they go on Twitter? Help, I'm Trump, and I'm in a hotel room in Arlington. Someone's broken in, and they're chasing me down. I'm tweeting at the Arlington Police Department in Texas. Come save me. No! Dial 911! Why do you need a fucking Twitter account? You can make this statement on TV. I've never understood why so many things have a fucking Twitter account. Things don't even need to have a Twitter account. Like, I get the satirical ones. Like, you have Nihilist Arby's. Uh, that one where there's, like, a Kim Kardashian. And uh, a, a poet. Their tweets and poems mushed together. There's funny Twitters that should exist. But why does a police department need a fucking Twitter? None of this makes sense. And it's just so casually just here. Why? Why? Why have a fucking Twitter account? You're a police station. 
What, you posting pictures of, of, of police dogs? Gonna bite your drug dealing ass later. Woof. What? The officer discharged his... Let me make sure I got time. Okay, cool. Discharged his deputy gun. Sorry. The officer discharged his duty gun and struck the suspect. The man was pronounced deceased at the scene. It is unclear why the suspect wanted in Arkansas was in Arlington. We are thankful no innocent community members or officials were injured. The case will go to the quote. Why? Why? At Tarrant County DA. Why do they have a Twitter? Does the local DA really need a fucking Twitter? I get annoyed. I just, I'm, just, I'm just annoyed that all these places have Twitters. Why? No one needs a Twitter. Mm. Suspect Juan Jemez Salas, 46, was later found to be an illegal immigrant from Mexico who had previously been deported from the U.S. Uh, from the U.S. Authorities told Fox 4 of Dallas-Fort Worth the suspect was accused of repeatedly molesting two young daughter two young daughters in Arkansas of Arkansas girlfriend. Authorities said both girls were under the age of 10. Quote, approximately 20 years ago, he was arrested on felony charges similar to that on what we <clears throat> on what we have him on in this case now. Captain Scott Harwell of the Del of the El Dorado Police Department in Arkansas told the station, quote, and he was deported back to Mexico. It is unclear how long ago Jemez Salas returned to the U.S. or why he was in Arlington area. Howell said, what's in, so, okay, so let's, I, 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 I'm going to stop here. I know the article has to touch on this, right? But the U.S. and Mexico meet in Texas. He's probably working his way through the state like he did before. Just a, a thought. One way maybe he was in Texas. A conclusion, perhaps. One plus one is two. Maybe it's five. I'm a bigot. I don't know. From Fox 4 News, authorities say the armed fugitive shot and killed by an Arlington police officer Thursday was an illegal immigrant wanted for rape. The alleged victims of sexual assault were two sisters under the age of 10. That's the that's the tweet there. Don't know why that had to be tweeted. Yeah, that's a news story. Jimenez Sales was wanted on five felony counts of rape and six felony counts of indecency with a child. Oh, God. Indecency with a child. Uh, whatever it was, that makes it sound a lot less than the horrific thing it had to have been. Indecency with a child. Legal, legal terminologies here. But think about that. Was wanted on five felony counts of rape. Rape. Just rape. Just rape. What am I saying? And six counts of indecency with a child, all involving the two girls. These two girls. And this one guy. The actions this one guy did on two girls repeatedly got him five felony counts of rape. Six felony counts of indecency with a child. Legal immigrant from Mexico. Got in here once before. Did this shit, got deported, and came right back through that open gateway we call a border. Authorities 
had been searching for Jimenez Salas since November, when the girl's father in North Texas told police he believed Jimenez Salas had been raping the Texas man's children. The girl had reportedly told their father that they were raped at a McKinley, Texas hotel room while traveling with their mother, and he suspects Harwell told Fox 4. On Thursday, a U.S. Marshal's Office task force Jimez, uh, traced Jimez Salas to a northern Texas to northern Texas. A local police in Arlington then spotted the suspect's vehicle and pulled him over for a traffic violation. The suspect pulled out a gun and pointed at the Arlington officer who was working with the U.S. Marshals, but the officer managed to fire at Jamirez at Jamirez Salsa, killing him. Reported by Fox 4. Both girls were reported to be safe with their father in Texas while their mother's whereabouts were unknown. But authorities told Fox 4 the woman was notified that Jamez Salus is dead. And now we move on to the last two articles of this episode. But this time, we go over to the New York Post. Border Patrol bus illegal immigrants convicted of rape as criminal arrests skyrocket. Let me zoom in on this real quick. Oh, perfect. Okay, shit. Okay. U.S. Border Patrol agents in Arizona encountered and arrested an illegal immigrant convicted of child rape and incest on Monday, as a number of arrests of criminal migrants more than doubles from 2019 alone. Yuma sector agents arrested Edgar Antonio Gutierrez Martinez. You have a... Who wrote this guy's name? George Lopez? That sounds like some corny-ass fucking... George Lopez show fucking uh, family member coming over to visit. My name's Eduardo Antonio Gutierrez Martinez. I sell oranges. The fuck? I'm gonna call him Martinez. Because that's a long fucking name. Martinez on Monday, according to Sector Chief Patrol Agents Chris T. Kalem, who posted a photo of the illegal immigrant on Twitter on Wednesday. Why? I'm so sick of every other article. Somebody did something on Twitter. Gutierrez Martinez has felony convictions for first-degree child rape and incest, Clem revealed, adding that agents turned him over to U.S. Marshals for prosecution that morning. Authorities reportedly learned of his convictions when doing a background check, according to CBS 13. His arrest comes as Border Patrol agents are seeing a striking number of criminal illegal immigrants at the border through the end of August in the financial year of 2021, which ended October 1st, uh, 2021, with 9,278 criminal illegal immigrants were arrested. There were 2,438 arrested in the financial year of 2020 and 4,269 in the financial year of 2019. Jesus. 
So, just this year alone, 9,278 people. That right there, my friends, is a city. That's a community right there. So, just for a comparison, right? I pulled up my old hometown. My hometown population is 20,828 people. That means, just in this year alone, coming across the Mexican border is just under half of my city's population's worth of criminals. Just under half. Because the number of, of arrests made for illegal immigrants this year comes down to, let's see, the count for the financial year of 2021 ended October 1st at 9,278 people. And the entire population of my old fucking city is 20,828. Just under half of my city's population has illegally entered this country. And that's only the people who've gotten caught. So for all we know, Ypsilanti, Michigan just illegally entered the entire country. Moving on. Authorities... Oh, wait, gotta scroll back down here. Oh, give me one second, these damn ads. In the past week, Border Patrol agents in Texas have arrested several migrants crossing into the U.S. border with serious criminal history, including sexual abuse, uh, indecency liberties with children, and other criminal sexual offenses. Last month, officials revealed that uh, 1,323,500 illegal immigrants attempted to cross from Mexico into the U.S. this year. Over a million illegal immigrants have attempted to cross from Mexico into the U.S. this year. In August, Border Patrol agents encountered 208,887 illegal immigrants, making the first time, marking the first time that more than 200,000 illegal immigrants encountered have been recorded and uh, consecutive in consecutive months since February and March 2000. And over, that's more than they've seen in 21 years. In August, Border Patrol agents encountered 208,887 illegal immigrants, marking the first time that more than 200,000 illegal immigrants encountered encounters have been recorded in a consecutive months since February and March of 2000, which saw 211, 328, and 220. 1,063, respectively. Republicans have urged transparency and action from the Biden administration on the crisis at the border, specifically calling on White House to undo three actions it took at the beginning of the administration. Quote, this is is unconscionable, Senator Ted Cruz, the Zodiac Killer reports Wednesday. And, or quote, and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris caused it. The way to fix it is reverse the political decisions they made on January 20th 
of this year. They could fix it and fix it. Fix it is the only uh, partisan politic that prevents them from doing it. Sorry. It is only partisan politics that prevent them from doing so. Despite the record number of encounters at the U.S. border, the State Department has said they beat the previous low for the amount of refugees allowed into the U.S. In the financial year of 2021, the department claimed it allowed okay, allowed 11,411 refugees to enter the country, slightly less than the previous low of 11,814 in the uh, 11,814 set in 2020. According to the Associated Press, the number reportedly does not include the thousands of Afghans brought to the U.S. following the U.S. Tr- the U.S. troop withdrawal from Afghanistan. They were just counting Mexico. And they haven't even taken into account the example we already read in today's episode. Now we come to the last article of today. From an old friend of the show, the Texas Tribune. And this article is by Nick Muroff of the Washington Post. I've seen his work before. The Texas Tribune. The Biden administration says it's ready to restore the remain in Mexico policy. I mentioned this episode has a little bit of a happy ending. But it's not really the Biden's choice. We'll get into it. A court ordered the administration to restore the Trump era policy. Oh, it's weird. Trump era. Makes you feel old. The Trump-era policy that sends asylum seekers to Mexico to await U.S. court hearings, but Mexico has to agree to accept them. The Biden administration is prepared to re-implement the Trump-era border policy known as the Migration Protection Protocols in mid-November if the Mexican government agrees to accept the returns of asylum seekers to its territory, the administration official said on Tuesday. There's a good chance they won't. We're already into November, uh, and they're still talking about this. They don't really have the negotiation skills that Trump did. Because Trump knew how to sweeten the deal enough to make them take back all their violent criminals. But not this administration. This administration doesn't know how to do dick. Oh, then shit their pants in front of the Pope, apparently. In August, a U.S. district court in Texas ordered the Biden administration to restart the MPP or a Migrant uh, Protection Protocol, also known as the Remain in Mexico policy. Faulting the White House for ending the program improperly, the Supreme Court upheld the decision, forcing the Biden administration officials to restore a policy the president has deplored as inhumane. The Department of Homeland Security said in a statement late Thursday, it is, quote, taking necessary steps to comply with the court order which requires the U.S. to re-implement the MPP in good faith. The MPP cannot resume without Mexico's consent as the court acknowledged its ruling. 
The administration officials said they are taking steps to address the concerns of the government of President Andres Manuel Lopez. Whoa. I'd like to pick that up since you screamed out front. By setting up better access to legal counsel for asylum seekers and exam exemptions for vulnerable migrants. Quote, Mexico is a sovereign nation that must take an independent decision to accept the return of individuals without status in Mexico as part of any replacement of MPP, the DHS statement said, quote, decisions with the government of Mexico concerning when and how the MPP will be re-implemented are ongoing, end quote. The Trump administration used MPP to return more than 60,000 asylum seekers across the border to Mexico, requiring them to wait outside the U.S. territory as their claims were processed in U.S. courts. Trump officials convinced the policy as a, conceived the policy as a way to prevent border crossers from being released into Mex into United States and avoiding deportation by mistaking asylum seekers. The Trump <clears throat> Trump used the sorry hold on. Oh, my bad. Trump used the threat of tariffs to force Mexico to accept a major expansion of MPP in 2019 amid a surge of Central American families seeking protection. Border crossings fell sharply in the months that followed. By immigrant advocates denounced the policy, but but immigrant advocates denounced the policy. Documenting hundreds of rapes, kidnappings, and other abuse suffered by migrants marooned in dangerous Mexico Mexican cities. Ugh, come here legally. Come here legally. There's a legal process. Do that. And then there's a series of rapes going on inside the country too. So they can rape on their own fucking side. To quote the great uh, Rucka Rucka Ali, the Mexicans can rape on their own fucking side. And the Afghans too. Biden halted MPP soon after taking office. Yeah, and it's 50 executive orders. <laughs> when border crossing skyrocketed this spring, Biden was asked if he made a mistake by moving too quickly to end the MPP and other Trump-era controls. Quote, wait, let me make, make sure this is... Read by rolling back the policies of Remain Mexico, sitting on the edge of the Rio Grande, in a in a, in a, in, a, in, a, in a muddy 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 circumstances with not enough to eat. I make no apologies for that. The president told reporters on March quote. I make no apologies for ending the programs that did not exist before Trump became president. That I have incredibly negative impact on the law and international law as well as human dignity, the president said. The GOP-run state of Texas and Missouri filed suits against the administration in the northern districts of Texas, saying the abrupt repeal the MPP led to harmful increases in illegal immigration. The number of migrants taken into custody along the Mexico border this year is at the highest level in 
at least two decades. The MPP fell out of use by the Trump administration in March 2020. As the coronavirus spread, the officials began using emergency provisions of public health code, known as Title 42, to rapidly return border crossers without offering them a chance to request asylum. The Biden administration has continued to use Title 44 while exempting unaccompanied minors, expelling more than 700,000 people since January, the latest data shows. Biden officials told, uh, told reporters Title 42 will remain the primary enforcement mechanism for illegal border crossings, regardless of whether Mexico allows for a re-implementation of the PPP, of the MPP. Quote, let me make sure. Quote, we will continue to use Title 42 for all the people who are amicable to it. Uh-oh. And who we can expel to Mexico or to other countries said the administration official who spoke to reporters on the condition that the person could not be identified. I hate when they do that. At least you're not trusted. <laughs> Biden's version of the MPP would seek, a, would seek to complete asylum case proceedings within six months. The official said using temporary courts to 10 facilities set up the same border crossings in Brownsville and Lorado. Used by Trump administration, the planned restart of the program will prioritize making some, will making sure individuals are treated humanely, one official said. The official said the administration is preparing a new memo to formally end the MPP but would not be able to move forward until the court injunction is lifted. The Mexico's foreign ministry said the statement Thursday said in a statement Thursday it will continue talks with the Biden administration on migration, offering no indication on whether it has agreed to restart the MPP. And that, folks, brings us to the end of this episode of Inside Four Walls. I've been your host, James Madison, and I will catch you later.